Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we celebrate 25 years of Hell in a Cell 1998, The Undertaker versus Mick Foley at King of the Ring. Wow, what a moment, what a match. Who better to talk about that with? Then the man himself, Mick Foley, joins us here on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, coming off the heels of Forbidden Door, AEW owner and president, Tony Khan. It's must listen right now on the Busted Open Podcast. And let's bring in the man, our guest right now, Mick Foley, one of the greatest of all time. Sir, how are you this morning? And thank you for taking the time to talk to us on such a historic day. Hey, you're very welcome. I guess I'm doing uh, pretty good. Had to get you on today. We appreciate you coming on. I know, like, the first thing that people talk to you about is this moment. I know that you've done one-man shows just about this moment. Now it's 25 25 years later, and I know it's impossible to think in the moment that this was going to be talked about so much and for so long, but you have to be proud that a moment of your career, you know, is being talked about 25 years later. And I don't think I'm off. Like, I think it's probably the most talked about match and talked about moment in the history of pro wrestling. Well, it could be. I I don't know of many matches that people celebrate the anniversary of. And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see the YouTube video that WWE put out where The Undertaker and I will rewatch the match together. But uh, uh, for someone like myself, who's really tough on their own <laughs> body of work and uh, always thinks the stuff I do, is, ah, it's okay, but I'm very seldom like really pleased with what I do. I thought that was really well done. And we talked about that fact that, there's only a handful of matches and then maybe this is in the, you know, the top one or two of that handful that people consciously <laughs> celebrate every year. So we had no idea when it happened or even in the aftermath that, that it was, you know, we felt like it was special, but there's a lot of great stuff out there that is quickly forgotten. And so I'm just glad that for any number of reasons, you know, the, including the, the commentary of JR and Jerry Lawler and those iconic, uh, you know, <laughs> God is my witness, he's been broken in half. Uh, that, uh, you know, and Jerry Lawler, without that's it, he's dead. 
somebody stopped the damn match. Like we didn't know that those calls were being made. And right. uh, so there's so many elements that went into it. And I talked, uh, you know, on my own podcast about the surreal nature of so many things that took place that night. Um, so, so for example, just for example, uh, last night, uh, 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 Mickey, uh, Mickey works uh, at a, uh, park up in the mountains of New Hampshire and their team took on Santa's village, you know, which is my place. Mm-hmm. So after the game, the, the players and their families went to Santa's village and it was pouring rain, but he had an amazing time. And on the way home, I was like, you know, Mickey, you know, tomorrow is 25 years ago that I had the cell match in Pittsburgh, but did you know, it was 25 years ago tonight that I was at Santa's village. Like, when I look back on the whole thing, the greatest mystery to me is why did I think it was a good idea to be vacationing in the mountains of New Hampshire the day before the biggest <laughs> match of my life? And Tommy and Mickey, you both know, you know, my my older children since they were, you know, in, you know, not toddlers since they were small, and we're going up this little ascent. It's Noel's first roller coaster, Rudy's Rapid Transit. About a 20-foot 20, uh, 20 incline. We get up to the top and Noelle kisses me on the cheek. And I said, what was that for, honey? And she said, because you're a good man. And then we go down that little uh, decline. And like 30 hours later, I'm being thrown off like an, an incline just as high or almost as high. Right. And uh, unknowingly kind of in by, you know, with that throw, um, kind of sailing into wrestling history in a strange way. Yeah. Um, Mick, we talk about moments and I mean, you know how I feel about you personally and professionally, but like, if you think about it, your inspiration, I'm there, you're there. Jimmy Snuka jumping off the steel. Yeah. You've surpassed that in the wrestling lore. And that's just an amazing conversation. If you just sit back and you sit back on your own mountain of what Mick Foley has done, it's like, Wow like your accomplishments, me and Mickey were putting you over before you came on just about how great of a wrestler you are, that you don't, you don't get that enough credit because of all that stuff. But like just in your Mick Foley lore, and even like you said, you finally had the chance to sit with the undertaker and you'd be like, wow, that's something I'm really proud of. And and the fact that it keeps on getting dissected and, and talked about is just awesome. I mean, even me who I know you and I, and I'm watching the undertaker's biography and then, I hear it's Terry Funk who first puts it in your head. <laughs> and I'm like, really? It's the bunker's fault after all this? And the, the thing about it, Tommy, is, you know, Terry's got some really far out there thoughts as far as, you know, things to go that extra mile. But when he said, you know, what the, just the scenario was, Terry and I stopped by the WWE offices. Uh, which you seldom do, but I guess we were having a house show that night within driving distance of Stanford. We got a workout in, and then I asked if we could watch the match. Asked somebody in the you know audio department, and I the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, the first ever cell match, was even better than I remembered it, and I remembered it as being an amazing match. I just look at Terry and said, "What am I going to do?" And he goes, "Oh, cactus, I have no idea." which is not a good sign when Terry has no idea. And then I'll never forget his laugh. He goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you know what you ought to do? You ought to start the match on top of the cell. And what if he were to throw you off? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you, you get up 
in the climate. And we both had a laugh over it. And then I looked at Terry and I said, I think I can do that. And then the main uh, obstacle was trying to convince Undertaker it was in either of our best interests. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I apologize if I'm repeating old stuff because, I, you know, I did do the one man show five years ago and um, talked about it on my podcast a little bit. But, uh, you know, Undertaker finally turned to me like as a human being, not as, you know, we've gotten to know Mark Calloway, the wrestling public has a little bit more in the last couple of years. But he was Mark, not Undertaker, saying to me, Jack, why are you so intent on killing yourself? And I, you know, I was just so fearful of not, I didn't think I could live up to what Sean and Undertaker did, but I was really fearful of falling embarrassingly short and, and damaging the, the legacy that Undertaker I, and I had from 96 and 97. So, uh, yeah, that was an, that was an extreme, we took extreme measures, you know, to combat what I thought was a pretty big problem. And we'll never see that. We were Dave and I and Mickey were talking about for we'll never see that ever again for safety reasons, for the fact that like, hey, concrete floor, like all these different things. And, you know, there would be stunt coordinators, all that stuff uh, never to be happened before. What I wanted to also ask you was after because I'm I've after I'm watching the Kane documentary, I have speaking of doing the jobs when you're going over. Totally forgot about Kane's ever first w- title because his only one. He, <laughs> yes. he reminded me on many occasions. <laughs> but like, can you just tell me like, because they were like, hey, you may not be there because of how beat up you are. And then Vince just telling uh, Kane, I just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that part of the story, uh, but what kind of a sell job did I did on, do on someone backstage to convince them that I could come back out there? And it's funny when you actually roll the footage, it's the saddest, most pathetic, I can't even call it a run-in. It's like a stumble-in. Uh, and the funny thing about it is, and I, you know, that I'm, I'm changing the course of wrestling history through my interference, right? It's leading to Kane winning the title over Austin, you know, who was, uh, yeah, there's no way to, to overstate how incredibly over Steve was. And so this is a major deal and I should have a ton of heat being that guy. And instead I come out and you can just feel the audience like, Oh, haven't you you had enough? (laughs) I think Jim Ross even said something like for the law, you know, whatever Jim did to maximize that moment, but he made it clear that, we thought we'd seen the, the last of me <laughs> that yeah. night. So I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that we found a way to get over the finish line, Undertaker, uh, me and the Undertaker, but also to go out there and do that. Now, in the current day, none of that would happen because A, they would never allow something like we did to take place. Mm-hmm. And B, if an injury of that magnitude occurred, it naturally stopped is what it should be. And I'm grateful that we've learned so much about head injuries and taking care of ourselves. But um, yeah, our only thought was, you know, like I said, like we didn't stop matches in 1998. We bought time and really what transpired. And I think it was the 42 seconds I was out was kind of miraculous, you know, like it's Terry Funk coming in and taking the initiative. It's Undertaker asking Terry to check on me to see if I'm still among the living. 
and then Terry taking the choke slam, uh, all in the name of buying me time. And, and then it's the undertaker actually telling me to go home. Me, I must have been out of it because you don't, Undertaker says something in the ring, it's not open to negotiation. But on that night, I asked him just about three years ago, when we were in the UK, I said, what did I say to you to make you think that I could continue? He said, you just kept saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I, I was trying to say, I'm okay. And then my big thing was, we have to get to the tax. <laughs> we have to get to the tax. <laughs> so I added in my head that, you know, I don't know, maybe if it hadn't been for those tax, which were making the North American debut, um, maybe I would have just taken his suggestion, or, you know, his command to go home because I had the out. I don't think anyone would have thought less of me, but uh, more so than the, the two uh, clips of being thrown off and through the cell, I think it's just, it's, uh, I'm going, coming on the word majesty. I don't know why, but it's the, I'm going to say the majesty of watching three human beings, me, Terry and Undertaker pick up the pieces and try to finish a match on live TV. When one of the guys was, it was knocked completely out for a considerable amount of time. And uh, so I'm really proud of what we did. And I, the only thing I can owe it to is the pride that was instilled in me, you know, by Dominic DiNucci and by the people I met and like um, just to continue on. And so we may not have made it to the finish line uh, the way we wanted to, but we made it to the finish line. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Uh, when Tommy was asking his first question, it kind of gave me goosebumps. And that is, he talked about the match with Jimmy Superfly Snuka and Don Morocco at Madison Square Garden in the cage and how, you know, you've talked about getting there and how you got there and what a moment that was for you as a fan to be there. And like Tommy said, you took that moment and you by far outreached that moment. And obviously people remember that match. For you, somebody who grew up a pro wrestling fan, and that moment of Jimmy Superfly Snuka on top of that 15-foot-high steel cage, and knowing that you created a moment that people will remember forever, emotionally for you, how do you feel that you were like able to change the course of pro wrestling history? Sorry, Dave, could you repeat the question? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I heard it. <laughs> so no one's putting that over me? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I'm just gonna disregard it. <laughs> forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Uh, you know what's great is that uh, Tommy was there, Bubba was there, I was there, and my feeling—I've always been drawn to reactions, even more so than the actions. Like uh, you go back to the Karate Kid when uh, um, Daniel LaRusa realizes he's actually been learning the secrets of karate without realizing it, it's in the reaction shot. You know, it's, it's Daniel's face when he's throwing, you know, uh, sand, <laughs> wax on, wax off, paint the fence. It's the reaction to what's transpired that gives me the goosebumps every time, just like in the original Rocky, it's uh, Talia Shire's reaction when she comes out at the end of the 14th round. And I get, I get the, the flashes just thinking about it. She closes her eyes and the music hits that kind of... Dun. It doesn't matter that I've seen Rocky at least 25 times. It's 
always going to get me. So as soon as Snuka made the leap, I immediately looked around because I, I was by myself. I didn't have anyone, anyone I knew to celebrate it with. And I saw the, the joy that it brought people. And I saw grown men crying and strangers hugging. And I just remember specifically thinking one day I want to make people feel the way that I feel right now. And I think the, the cell was, uh, was really the, the first time. And then I'll go out on a limb and say we did it a second time with the title victory over, over the rock. Ruth. Mick, uh, I want to thank you for the time this morning. This is a big day for us for, as pro wrestling fans. Uh, you mentioned the YouTube video with you and The Undertaker, the, uh, the rewatch of that match. Make sure you check that out on YouTube. Also, you can be seen on WWE's Most Wanted Treasures on A&E on Sunday. Uh, Mick, thank you so much for taking the time out. Thank you for giving us a moment like you gave us 25 years ago. Thank you for you know, giving your body to this sport and that you love and that we love. And we appreciate everything you do. Thank you. This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a Sirius XM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on Sirius XM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know... Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles. With the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return, shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Mr. Tony Khan. Tony, good morning and thanks for the time as always. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Tony. Before we get into Dynamite tonight, and it's a big episode of Dynamite tonight for sure, we got to talk about what just took place over the weekend, and that's Forbidden Door. I mean, everyone is talking about the box office success of Forbidden Door. You have to be proud and pleased what we saw on Sunday night. I loved the pay-per-view. I thought it was one of the best events ever with AEW involvement and New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's such a great partner. It was an amazing, amazing show. If you haven't seen it, the replays are still available. I thought it was the best show of the year so far, and everybody can check it out and see what they think. And I'm glad that you loved it, Dave. That means a lot. I don't have laminated lists like Dave does, but it is definitely from ECW Heatwave, Starcade with uh, Magnum and Tully, uh, up there for one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time that I've ever seen. Uh, off the charts, amazing. Well, how was it for you? Like, do you think it's the greatest pay-per-view you ever helped uh, put on? I think for sure it's the best thing I've been involved with. I love the show, and we've had a lot of great shows. That was, for me, one of my favorites. Tonight on TBS, we're following up on this great event. You can check out AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite tonight on TBS. Coming out of this pay-per-view, we're so excited to follow up on what we felt like was our greatest event. And we've got great matches tonight on TBS. And certainly this weekend's event was really special to us. And I'm excited to have a chance to now follow up on it tonight on TBS. You know what, Tony, I found really fascinating both there at Forbidden Door and even Collision was Punk's response. Like, I think that I, even I was shocked at the fact that he was getting booed i mean how did you feel about that like th- was it something that you expected um and even still now knowing that or like with different audiences obviously different places that you go it's going to be different everywhere but how what do you think about that moving forward i wasn't surprised about that at all uh given that we were in canada and uh given some of the things that had happened uh in the lead up to the show and in particular since the last time you wrestled so i think as we go on the road, we're going to get a lot of great responses, but just like a sports team, uh, it depends on where you're at. And some sports teams are really popular in home cities. And then when they go on the road, it it depends. And definitely I thought this was like a road game for him and Mm -hmm. he did great. And I thought it was a great show. I loved the eight man tag so much as the main event of collision. I think the first two episodes of collision have been great shows 
and people can check it out every week, every weekend on Saturday night on TNT. Uh, as the theme song says, Saturday night's all right for fighting, and I think we found a great rhythm on Saturday nights with CM Punk as a featured star on AEW Collision, and I thought that main event was so special with the eight-man tag this week, following up on a great six-man tag the week earlier. And then uh, this weekend we had CM Punk versus Kojima to kick off the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Again, it was a polarizing crowd response, but overall a great match. And I think with CM Punk advancing in the tournament, it sets up a lot of excitement about this weekend with some huge matches on Saturday Night Collision, including Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong, which is a match I think so many of us want to see. Also, Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs, something I think the fans will also really want to see. And Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks following up on last week's great eight-man tag main event, which was CM Punk, FTR, and Ricky Starks versus the Bullet Club Gold now, Juice Robinson, Jay White, and the Guns. Uh, and Juice versus Starks, I'm excited about in the Owen. And we also have the Women's Owen Hart Tournament that's been going really well and continuing this week in Canada. Uh, but here in Canada, definitely I was not surprised, Mickey, to hear that kind of response. Yeah, uh, I love that. That you. It was a great comparison. I'm always, you know, old school. It's got to be good versus bad. Sometimes you could have good versus good. And and AEW really did change my mindset. And then you know, kind of always going from what Terry Funk would tell me, like as the business changes, you have to adapt, or else it will pass you by. Um, do you have that going in when if you're making matches? Like, do you? I don't want to say care, but like, is that your mentality of, I want the best players on my field, no matter their reactions, just to see what I get. Is that like your mentality when you're putting out these, like, you know, cards, matches, all that stuff. I mean, like I just forbidden door was, was a, a, a fantasy matchup for everybody, but for you, like putting on the table. Cause like, I know I was always like, well, he's good. He's bad. They got to work, but you kind of don't, I don't want to say care about that, but you're just willing to, go with the flow well i definitely think that we have uh it's interesting i think we have such great fans and we travel to so many different places in particular now this canadian tour and you have to be ready for the fans to have different responses to different people in different places and i'm more accustomed to it i think from working in football in the nfl uh the jaguars we go on the road Obviously, there are some places we aren't as popular as we are in Jacksonville uh, and in English football, where the fans can be pretty ruthless at times. But <laughs> it's really, really similar, I believe, in terms of having very intelligent fans that participate in the games and are very active chanting and making their feelings known. So I think there's some similarities in the mindset there with a wrestling fan. Tony uh, Brain uh, changed Tommy Brain. That's quite a quite a feat. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And and Tony, as you know, I say it here all the time. I'm I'm always a fan first, and I've gone back now and watched the Kenny Omega Will Osprey match three times. And the reason I've done that, and I'll do that from time to time. When you see a match that's as classic, and it's an instant classic as what we saw on Sunday night. I mean. 
my goodness, that was one of those matches that obviously people are already saying is the match of the year so far in 2023, but I think it's going to be a match that people talk about for years. I totally agree. What a special match it was. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP U.S. title this past weekend at Forbidden Door. It was awesome. Uh, their first I thought was to this point certainly one of the greatest matches of the year and uh, this most recent match this past weekend the rematch was phenomenal and I thought took the rivalry to a new level and certainly was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen Uh, we'll have highlights of that match tonight on AEW Dynamite and if you want to see it in its entirety in the meantime I highly recommend buying the Forbidden Door replay you just heard Tommy Dreamer who is a neutral opinion here saying that he thought it was one of the best pay-per-views he's ever seen in his life. Put it up there with heat wave 98, which is very high praise from you, sir. And I thought it was certainly one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So please, uh, if you've got the time, check out the forbidden door replay and join us tonight on dynamite. We will have highlights of that Omega versus Osprey match. And a lot of great moments from this amazing pay-per-view tonight on TBS. Did you have a favorite moment that night? Uh, I had a few favorite moments. Um, on, on a sentimental level, I thought the matches were amazing, and Omega vs. Osprey was something phenomenal. On a personal level, it really meant a lot to me as Brian scaled the ropes for the first time and as he raised his arms and the crowd felt it out that first ever. It's the final countdown. Yeah. And what a moment that was. And, and, and and again, as fans, Tony, um, I got so excited because I've seen so many battles with him in ring of honor at, you know, at the Manhattan ballroom in New York city and how many times I've seen fans chant that, but how great was it to have the amount of fans like we saw on Sunday, sing that song back to him. And you saw the smile on his face when that moment happened. And, you know, we talk about the importance of music and how important that is. Uh, you couldn't have that moment without that song, and I thought that was definitely a very special moment on Sunday night. Yeah, I completely agree. What a moment. And the match was phenomenal. I think fans from all over the world would have been so excited to finally see Okada versus Brian. It's a dream match. It's something fans have talked about for years and many people thought would never be possible for many reasons. First of all, They didn't wrestle in the same promotion or in two promotions that anybody ever expected to work together. And Brian was out injured for a long time, and and people questioned whether he would return to the ring. And he's made such an amazing return to the ring, battled through everything, and he battled through this match. He battled through it with a broken arm, and he fought a classic fight against Okada. And in the end, he tapped out Okada, and Brian became the first man to do that since the 2015 G1 Climax. And I thought that was amazing stat. It was actually Nakamura in 2015, about eight years ago, was the last person to do that. And I thought the match was great. The moments were great. And I was so happy for Brian. He picked up the win. It was challenging for the company and, of course, for Brian himself, personally and professionally, uh, to be out with a broken arm right now. But he's working hard to come back from it just like he's worked hard at everything in his whole life. And that was a great match. And certainly for me, 
the final countdown at the beginning of the match was a great moment. And then ending the pay-per-view with the final countdown and Brian with his arms up. That was, that was special. And, 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 you know, I know that you tried to get that song when he first debuted with AEW. Um, what changed to, to get the rights to be able to, to have that song on Sunday? Well, we were negotiating for years uh, trying to get the deal done, and this is the best rate I ever got recently. Uh, and it was something that I felt would add to the presentation of Forbidden Door, and Brian Okada is one of those special matches, and anything I could do to add to the presentation and make the night more special, I really wanted to do. So that's what led to the final countdown at Forbidden Door this past weekend as part of the great event. You know, Tony, it's very, very rare, and Tommy and Mickey will back me up on this one. It's very, very rare that I get emotional and angry on this show. It's very rare that that, <laughs> that, that, that happens. Um, and I had a meltdown on this show on Monday. And I, I, I had a meltdown on social media, but, you know, having to be able to have a platform like I do here on SiriusXM, I had a major meltdown on Monday on the air. And that is coming off of what I saw this weekend at Collision and Forbidden Door. And that's with somebody that's in my top 10 and I think is the greatest pro wrestler from New Japan, and that's Tanahashi. And a lot of fans came at him over the weekend. And my God, a legend like Tanahashi, a man who's 46 years old, gave his body, his knees. And I think Kevin Kelly and Nigel Mingitis did a great job of telling the story of Tanahashi during Collision and about, you know, about the issues he's had with his knees and, and about that he just went through a G1 tournament. Uh, you know, if people paid attention and heard the story that your commentators told uh, during Collision, they would understand even more. It, it's so frustrating for me as a fan because of a slip on the top rope that people came at Tanahashi the way that they did. I know it's a vocal minority on social media, but moments like that anger me so much, Tony, like the way that fans came at Tanahashi over the weekend. Well, Dave... It's a great point, but I think you just answered your own query there. I think what you just said makes a lot of sense. It's a vocal minority on social media. I think the vast majority of fans who follow the sport closely know that Tanahashi is a legend, that it's amazing that he's fighting through these injuries and doing the best he can. And, yeah, he's got bad knees. And every once in a while he might have a slip as he tries high-flying moves. But in the end – he had an amazing fight on Collision. It was a yep. great match, Tanahashi versus Swerve. And he had a great match with MJF at the pay-per-view. And not everything Tanahashi does is the same as it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. But Tanahashi is one of the great legends of the sport. And certainly over the years, he's accomplished so much. And I know that, you know, really, for us in AEW, we have so much respect for him and I, I think what you said makes a lot of sense, but you know you can't let the opinion of a couple people get in the way of a great career of somebody like Tanahashi. No doubt. Let's get into what we're going to see tonight on Dynamite because this is a big episode of Dynamite coming off the heels of what we just saw on Sunday. And I, and I think one of the people that we're going to want to hear from is is Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, completely out of nowhere, what he did to Hook. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting what he has to say on Dynamite tonight. Well, I think the frustration really 
took over for Jungle Boy because that attack on Hook was unprovoked. It was undeserved, uncalled for. And I think Jungle Boy made a mistake. The crowd was very quick to let him know in their own words on Sunday at Forbidden Door. And I'm very excited to see how the crowd tonight on AEW Dynamite on TBS, how they're going to react to Jungle Boy after the possible mistake he made of turning on Hook at Forbidden Door. Um, Coming out of the media scrum, I really enjoyed Sting addressing rumors about his retirement. Um, You know, even on this show, we're talking about, hey, for Wembley, what if it was Sting's career? And then we've also said, well, they've sold a lot of tickets and kudos to you for that without even um, announcing one match. But Chris Jericho Sting is a major marquee matchup that could and should happen. But just like, again, with kudos to Sting addressing, because we're talking about rumors and how a small majority feels about certain things, but kudos to Sting for going out there and doing that. And like, I I know your opinion of Sting, but like, do you see a possible Jericho Sting matchup? Because I know I want to see it. Well, can you book it just for me then, Tony, basically? (laughs) Well, at some point they could go one-on-one, but I think Tommy, let's be excited about tonight because tonight on Wednesday night dynamite on TBS, this will be the first time that Chris Jericho and Sting have ever wrestled each other on television and that is tonight and it's part of a tornado tag match which is going to be wild to have jericho and sammy versus sting and darby on tbs tonight on wednesday night dynamite that's just going to be crazy and so you do get to see sting versus jericho tonight and i think not only are you going to get to see those guys fight it out but you get to see one of the longest standing rivalries in AEW two of our great young stars who've been with us from the very beginning, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen as part of this great tornado tag match tonight on TBS. Agreed. Yeah. And and Chris not only has to worry about sting, but also the relationship that he has with Sammy Guevara at this point, because it's not like him and Sammy have uh, seen eye to eye lately. So there's a lot of implications in this tornado tag match tonight, Tony. Yes, absolutely. And should just be a wild fight tonight on TBS too. I'm really excited for that tornado tag and it's a special milestone. You know, we've watched wrestling for a long time, all of us, and there's some things you never see. And there's some things you wait a long time to see. And I'm not sure anyone ever thought they'd see Sting and Chris Jericho squaring off on TBS with Tony Schiavone on commentary. Pretty cool. It is very cool, and that's th- these are the moments we live for as wrestling fans. Also, you mentioned it earlier when it came to Forbidden Door, but the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament quarterfinals tonight, uh, Dr. Britt Baker going up against Ruby Soho. Yes, and that was the final of the tournament last year. You've got the winner yep. of last year's tournament, Dr. Britt Baker, taking on last year's runner-up, Ruby Soho, in what should be a great match tonight on Dynamite. And only one of them can advance to the semifinals. So I thought that was a very exciting matchup. And, of course, we have a great field right now. Willow Nightingale advanced over Nyla Rose. Athena advanced over Billy Starks. And Sky Blue advanced over Anna Jay. So it's a great field. And who's going to join those three awesome women in the semifinals? Will it be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, last year's winner? Or Ruby Soho, last year's runner-up? We'll find out tonight on TBS. 
another big match tonight um and from the uh Ishii and Moxley and like I mean talk about hard hitting I popped gigantic watching it were you as surprised of the reaction explosion pop when Eddie and only the way Eddie does announces that his partner is Ishii and then here comes Ishii I was not surprised by that at all Ishii dude it was like really road warrior-esque it was big it was definitely big yeah. well it was a big reaction when he announced Ishii in Chicago I wasn't surprised at all Ishii actually in that same building had a great match against Chris Jericho on Dynamite and the crowd loved Ishii in Chicago. And there's a lot of really smart fans at that Dynamite. And, of course, Eddie is wildly popular, so I think his announcements are going to be well-received to begin with. But Ishii is a legend. And those fans were coming to see the top stars of AEW. They know Forbidden Door is around the corner. That was literally the go-home show to Forbidden Door. And they're expecting something great. And Eddie gave him something great with Ishii as his partner one of the top stars in New Japan. Then Ishii got a great reaction at the pay-per-view, and furthermore, he had a great performance at the pay-per-view. He was on fire, and he hit that brain buster and picked up the big win, and BCC have an immaculate record in AEW, so that was a really, really big win for Ishii. And following up on that, John Moxley wants a shot at him, and Ishii's wanted to get back in the ring with John Moxley for a very long time. To people who follow New Japan or have followed New Japan, one of the greatest matches I've seen in New Japan was John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii in the 2019 G1. I thought it was the best match I saw all year, especially, uh, frankly, outside of AEW. There were some great matches in AEW that year, but this would be up there with the top matches anywhere in the world. And certainly Mox versus Ishii I thought was a great match to bring to America. And I think it's going to be a great match tonight on TBS. Yeah. We, we talked last week, Tony, about the summer for AEW, obviously kicking it off with forbidden door on Sunday, which, you know, broke records for AEW. They will be short lived, however, because come August, you know, that big show that's coming up in the UK, I think is going to shatter a lot of records, not just for AEW, but for pro wrestling in general. And I, and you know, this summer is a big one. Uh, for you and for the company, but what a way to kick it off last weekend. Collision as well. Um, I'll be at the Collision in, in Newark, New Jersey. I can't wait. That's also Thunder Rosa's birthday, so we got to do something to uh, embarrass oh. Thunder Rosa, uh, you know, at Collision. Uh, but 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 you got to be happy about everything that's happening right now. Um, again, just the buzz around AEW and what's going to lead to a major event come the end of August. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. It's something very special. It's hard to even put into words. We're breaking all kinds of records with this show, and it's about two months away still, which yep. is incredible. And just milestone after milestone for AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium. And now that we're through the Great Forbidden Door show, uh, we're going to have more and more focus on All-In. And it's pretty remarkable to think now we're officially less than two months away from what will be the biggest wrestling event in the history of Europe and one of the biggest wrestling events in the history of the entire world, AEW All-In, August 27th. It's going to be awesome. And then knowing that right after that, a week later in Chicago for 
all out. And uh, yep. and that's going to be a big exclamation point on this summer for AEW. Yeah, it's going to be our best summer ever. I really believe it. We've got AEW Fight Forever, our great video game, coming out this week. We've got the amazing AEW Dynamite card tonight on TBS. We're going to keep the great momentum of AEW Saturday Night Collision. Still got great things happening on Friday Night Rampage and now coming off Forbidden Door. With all in and all out around the corner, it really does feel like it is going to be our best summer ever. And heck, Grand Slam as it stands right now, uh, still something we're excited to talk more about. And uh, I think as it stands, if you look at uh, the historical summer precedent and where that has fallen, Grand Slam would be a part of that summer plan too. So more to come on Grand Slam. And of course, AEW all in, all out fight forever just really does feel like there's so many great things happening around AEW and pro wrestling busted open as part of the sirius xm sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.